It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. Welcome aboard the Adam Ritz Show. I'm so glad you're here with us to talk about public affairs issues facing all of us in America. Jay Baker is with me. Hey, Jay. Hey, Adam. I am looking forward to today. Right out of the gate, we're going to uh, tip our captain's hat to an organization called GameStop. GameStop is a uh, nationwide chain. They have uh, video games and uh, all kinds of like superhero memorabilia that you can buy in the store. Oh, yeah. You can, if you have a video game that you don't use or or want to trade in, they, they you can you know you get a trade in value, so you, maybe you can get some cash or or use that funding to get a new video game. Well, we like to tip our hat to the corporations that give back, and we're going to feature GameStop at the beginning of the show here. And I wanted to read to you some of their, uh, I guess, charitable mission statements they have on their website. You can learn more at GameStop.com. It's their vision to use gaming technology. And I love this. Geek fanaticism. Wow. They use geek fanaticism for the power of good by supporting key nonprofit partners that passionately improve youth well-being and create inclusive, responsible communities through fundraising, ongoing volunteerism, and sustainable efforts. So that's one of their mission statements on uh, giving back and volunteering. Uh, They support uh, primarily the Make-A-Wish Foundation, Autism Speaks, and the Children's Miracle Network through various in-store donation campaigns and associate volunteerism. And uh, their family of GameStop associates continue to work together as a team to give back in the communities where the stores are, where they live, work, and play. Uh, And they also make sure they take care of their own GameStop employees and their GameStop family through a Gamer Fund Employee Assistance Program. That's impressive that that they're helping their workers and the community at large. And the the thing that jumps out at me too is that uh, you know their own employees. So you know if you're an employee of this company and you're you're having a rough go at it, you can apply for their Gamer Fund Employee Assistance Program. I think that's pretty cool. Now one of the initiatives I wanted to highlight in this world of uh, green energy, you know, with technology, GameStop is such a technology-driven corporate brand with. green and save the planet and um, Earth Day and everything that goes into recycling and how important all that is to keep Mother Earth beautiful. Uh, They have uh, started this, uh, I guess, initiative to reduce their carbon footprint. And it's actually got a, there's a one, two, three, there's a four point plan here that they're doing right now. Uh, They're launching a store sustainability program uh, called Power to the Planet. So that's what it's called. Power to the Planet that has driven significant changes to store consumption behavior, and a pr- and it's also promoted awareness of the GameStop sustainability goals. Here they are, the four-point goals. First, they're offering their customers the option of receiving digital rather than paper receipts. That makes sense. And every time I'm asked, I'm sure you, you shop as much as I do, they ask, do you want a receipt? I 
always say no because I'm just I don't know if the if the green piece marketing has worked. I'm like less paper, right? You know, less printing. Let's you know, I don't need the receipt. I'm not going to balance my checkbook anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're asking too much by giving me a receipt. I, I mean, so yeah, I turned down the receipt. So they are offering uh, digital rather than paper receipts. Two, they are uh, implementing a paper reduction program to reduce unnecessary printing in the stores. So I'm sure. A lot of corporate uh, entities have uh, the staff room, the employee break room, and there's a printer in there. Uh, I think it's a great idea for all of us. Wherever you work, wherever you live, print the least amount of paper that you have to print. So if there's ever anything... You just need to make a, a note to uh, jot it down. Use a use a use your phone and go to the notes and write a digital note to yourself. Voicemail yourself. Call yourself. Leave a voicemail and say, "Hey, don't forget to pick up the milk." Why write that down on a piece of paper? Uh, three. This is a fun one. I think it's fun anyway. <laughs> Retrofitting fluorescent lighting with LED lighting in over 2,100 nationwide stores. And that will reduce energy consumption in those stores by as much as 30%. Well, I am going to sound like a geek here, but I have been amazed at how efficient LED lighting is. And it takes a while to learn a little bit about it and dial it in because it's not always perfect for every environment. Like if you're if your significant other has a mirror that they do their makeup in, uh, do not immediately replace it with super bright LED lighting. That will have an adverse <laughs> effect on your relationship. <laughs> However, for most of your house, LED is great because it lights up stuff and you can use it inexpensively. It does save a significant amount of money. So good for them. Interesting. And, you know, LED lighting to me is just something I've always thought is just cool, like the right. uh, rope lighting or something to make your, your kitchen look better. Uh, it's actually a great way to save uh, energy costs. So, thir- again, they're going to save as much as 30% in their 2,100 nationwide stores by retrofitting fluorescent lighting with the LEDs. Uh, and then finally, they're instituting a program to purchase renewable energy credits in some of their markets. And that's a program uh, they expect to expand as part of their commitment to reduce the carbon footprint. So, Thank you, GameStop, for all of your uh, efforts to make this planet a better place. And thank you for inspiring uh, all of us listening to do our part, too, to make uh, Mother Earth great. Well, and I love it when you point these things out because you drive down the road and you drive by all these businesses and it doesn't really maybe occur to you that they're doing a lot of great things for the community. It makes me want to go into GameStop now because I buy my annual Madden football every year, Adam, and I'll be stopping at GameStop soon. <laughs> you can learn more. We'll put a link uh, on our website, adamritzshow.com, uh, for you to learn more about GameStop Gives and their charitable guidelines. This is the Adam Rich Show. We're brought to you by and powered by Vibonomics, our underwriter and friends and partners. Thanks to Vibonomics and all their resources, this show is possible. You can learn more about them and their audio software uh, and their audio marketing at vibonomics.com. Now, before we sail on to uh, the public affairs topics that you have, uh, I wanted to give a shout out and a, and a hello and a mention to uh, one of our affiliates in New Jersey. Thank you to everybody listening on Oldies 107. Yeah. Oh, God. There's so many stations, I forget. We're, <laughs> we're everywhere. It's 1079 Oldies. Okay. I, I, th- I think I said it wrong again. I think it, it's Oldies. No, it's 1079. It's 1079 Oldies. You know what? I'll give you the call letters. W-O-L-D. 
which are famous call letters. <laughs> Harry Chapin wrote a song about W-O-L-D. That's right. That's absolutely right. It's it's W-O-L-D, Oldies 107.9. And do you want a little fun fact? Yes. 107.9 is the final position on the FM dial. So they're so cool that nothing can come after them. Top of the charts, top of the dial. Oldies 107.9. Uh, home of New Jersey's greatest hits, W-O-L-D. And I bring them up because they are involved with a benefit concert at the end of April that is so cool. It's uh, April 27th. It's the Jammin' for Jacqueline benefit concert. Uh, Jacqueline sadly got her angel wings in August of 2018 after a, a battle with cancer. Um, and with Broken Hearts, uh, our warrior, this is right from the Jammin' for Jacqueline website. With broken hearts, our warrior Jacqueline received her angel wings, uh, surrounded by her loved ones. After five years of battling, she is in peace and out of pain. Thank you to all of those who have visited the website, messaged, and sent love. And so now they have this benefit concert. And for a $25 donation, so it is a free concert, although they're asking for a small donation of $25, you can enjoy an evening of music. And here's my favorite part, although I love music, boundless food. There you go. Boundless food. Jammin' for Jacqueline is an annual benefit concert for those fighting cancer. It's a continuous lineup of uh, some of the finest bands in New Jersey with music from 3.30 p.m. to midnight. It's an all-day thing with free, here it is, free <laughs> hot and cold buffet with an assortment an assortment of uh, foods from eateries all over New Jersey. You had me at buffet. So it's kind of like uh, you know, think of the taste of New Jersey plus sure. a, a concert all for a great cause, a small donation of 25. You're not going to get that much entertainment or food for $25 anywhere. You know what that says, wear comfortable pants. <laughs> So you can dance <laughs> yes. and eat and dance and eat some more. Sure. Uh, not only are you in for a good time, but you are financially and emotionally supporting a cancer fighter. 100% of all proceeds go to the beneficiaries. So uh, we'll put a link to that website on ours again for Jammin' for Jacqueline through WOLD Oldies 107.9 in New Jersey. Thanks again for listening, and uh, we hope everybody has a chance to, to check out that uh, benefit show. Jay. Well, you I know, see was, you have some public affairs content in your hand. Well, I always tell you before we do the show how excited I am because there are topics sometimes you think, well, that seems very straightforward. Like if somebody said National Postage Day, at most we could talk about National Postage Day for 32 seconds and you'd go, that's the end of the show. Thank you. Good night. This is a topic that surprised me. You had touched a little bit on it in GameStop's Green Initiative. But yes, Earth Day is coming on April 22nd, very important month. Earth Day is directly tied to the hippies. And I know how much you love the hippies and counterculture. For sure. It's one of the few things that the hippies can look back on and say, hey, we absolutely helped the world because <laughs> Earth Day will be celebrated by millions in the U.S., Canada, and around the world. So it literally is an international event now. And that's, the, and that's something. The hippies got one thing right. They got one that, thing a, right. A line directly from Average Joe's uh, how, how with, about, <laughs> with Vince Vaughn. The hippies got one. White Goodman said that in uh, Average Joe's. Continue, Absolutely. Please. They're marking their 48th anniversary, so there's been 48 Earth Days in all. Already I'm seeing the surprise look on your face. That's you unbelievable. You didn't know it went that, went that long. You know, there's, there's a, do you remember the band World Party? 
Oh yes, they were uh, a big band when I was in college, and they have uh, they had a song called Earth Day, I think, uh, or Happy Earth Day, and that that was when I was first made aware of Earth Day. And you know, Greenpeace, Save the Whales, that all hit in the early '90s, maybe late '80s, and that's when I was in college. And so I would have just well, I, I forget how old I am. I guess that is almost forty years ago. Well, so in the in the '70s, this hit. Well, that's why I'm telling you, this is what makes this so, as I did some research on this, color me fascinated. We could almost do three shows on this because we tend to think in terms of, like you said, bunch of hippies, here's a tree, plant the tree, let's all go home. But uh, it's been going on since 1970, exceeding all expectations, Adam, 20 million Americans participated in the very first Earth Day observance. They effectively stopped traffic in New York City when 20,000 people packed Union Square to see Hollywood actor Paul Newman and hear a speech by New York Mayor John Lindsay, who arrived on an electric bus. That was the first one in 1970? First one in 1970. Right out of the gate, their first one had 20 million people? 20 million people. Hard to believe. It's hard to believe. Today, Earth Day is the largest secular holiday in the world with more than 500 million people taking part in 174 countries around the world. I I had no concept that it was this big or it had become that important. I I had no idea. I'm I'm mostly depressed to learn that I'm as old as as Earth Day. I I thought that was still such a new thing. Sure. Um, Well, we all do. You you tend to think in terms, because we have old. We have, (laughs) well, you know, we have these hoopla holidays. Like if somebody said, Earth Day, you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But Earth Day is more important than we thought. And it does connect, obviously, very well with people. And I'll, I'll it, give you some facts is, here uh, that you'll love. It is older than National Cheeseburger Day, which uh, I thought was only a few years younger than Earth Day. And we do love food-oriented days, and we'll be doing more food topics <laughs> in the in uh, weeks to come. When I say the initials EPA, what does that mean to you? Um, oh, EPA. Uh The uh, Environmental Protection Agency. Absolutely correct. Believe it or not, the EPA came out of the original Earth Day celebrations. And today, the EPA has a budget of $6.1 billion to support the agency. So as a standalone agency, which was founded shortly after the 70s began, Six over six billion dollars as a budget. They're doing something right. Well, thankfully, they're around us because prior to having the EPA, there were no clear cut uh, groups that were making sure that we had clean air, land, and water in the United States. It was kind of like whatever happens. In fact, it was kind of interesting when you look back. Back in the 60s, uh, there was an author by the name of uh, Rachel Carson who had a book called Silent Spring. And this was back in 1962. It was a concern about how uh, the indiscriminate use of pesticides had had made a lot of species uh, go extinct. Now, you'll love this. All these things happen, and there was no agency. An offshore oil rig in California fouled beaches with millions of gallons of spilled oil. Uh, and also in Cleveland, the Cuyahoga River famously caught it caught fire do you, did you ever hear of that story or remember that story uh, i do not what year was that this was back in the uh late 60s early 70s and what happened was 
the it was a small tributary coming off of Lake Erie. It had become so clogged with contaminants mm. that it was in the hot sun. It caught on fire, and the river itself burned for a while until eventually it was put out, presumably by the Cleveland Fire Department. My goodness. But yeah, it, that was actually somewhat of a famous story. One that Cleveland had a hard time living down is that, you know, ho-ho, your river caught on fire. But if you think about it, prior to the EPA, anybody's river could have caught on fire. That is, uh, if you're looking for a sign, please, Lord, give me a sign, and you look over and the river's on fire. <laughs> that, there you that go. That is unbelievable. Now, Richard Nixon was the one that actually cre- helped create the EPA. He asked for $4 billion, and he wanted basically an agency that would look at air quality standards and guidelines to lower motor vehicle emissions. That was very important. You probably have heard, have you ever heard car collectors talk about all that smog equipment or the end of the muscle car era? In the Mm -hmm. early 70s, people were going, hey, can you put a 500 cubic inch engine in that car? I don't know. Let's try. There were a lot of very, very fast cars. Two things shut down the fast cars. One was the insurance agencies because they were insuring. Can you imagine right now, you raised two children. Can you imagine putting one of them behind the wheel of a 500 horsepower car? Yeah, no thank Be careful, honey. We'll see you back at home for dinner. Yeah. Mom's cooking cheeseburgers. (laughs) You're going to love it. Uh, But uh, it was actually the EPA that finally said, hey, you're dumping a lot of pollution into the air with these autos. So much to the automobile industry's uh, chagrin, but to many of ours now, good lungs, we in the 70s realized we need to do something. Now, Earth Day 2019, I know, Adam, now you are going to be out there on April 22nd celebrating it with more enthusiasm, knowing how huge this holiday really is. It, I, I didn't know that it was the largest secular holiday in the world. Uh, over 174 countries. Yeah. So you think to yourself that, you know, some very tiny country out there is celebrating Earth Day along with the United States. This isn't like one of those as they say, Hallmark Holidays, where mm-hmm. we made this up, everyone, go out and buy a card. This is April 22? April 22. And that's the day after Easter. So uh, there you've got two major holidays right in a row. You can say, Don't put away your Easter decorations. Just call them Earth Day decorations. Yeah. And, you know, the bunnies are members of the planet, too. It's happy times. You're going to be <laughs> uh, on a sugar overload that day. This allows oh, yeah. you to go out, plant a tree, do something you, you, green. You have to burn off that Easter candy. Candy, <laughs> you got to get out, <laughs> you work in your yard, and take an Earth Day. Do something, dog on it. It's interesting to note, though, with Earth Day, if you look around, because this is such a huge holiday and bigger than I would have ever thought, Adam. But because it is so big, if you search on Google Earth Day with your city name, you'll find dozens of places that are doing things within your community. Uh, There's a number of cleanup days and tree planting days and things of that nature. So there's plenty of things to get involved with. And if you thought to yourself, hey, this would be a good thing to sort of push my kids in the direction of thinking in terms of planet stewardship, this is a good thing to kind of get the young people in your family to think about the Earth Day celebration. Absolutely. In fact, uh, I'm going to talk to my daughter, my 16-year-old, about this tonight. Uh, we recently went and saw Shazam. Okay. And we're drinking less soda. So I got a bottle of water. And I said, do you want a bottle of water? And she said, no, I don't drink bottles of water anymore. 
because of the inefficiency of the plastic bottle. Once you're done with the water, now you got this plastic bottle, right? And people are throwing away these plastic bottles or they're recycling them with other garbage and they don't get recycled because they're with other garbage. Right. So she's like, I'm just not drinking bottled water anymore. So she is uh, in the generation that appreciates what uh, Earth Day was all about that started 49 years ago. And uh, I think we might have some sort of Earth Day celebration in, in our household, Good. for sure. And thankfully, your daughter is very cognizant of that, because you probably undoubtedly have heard there's a lot of plastic uh, d- detritus that's in the oceans, and it gets into a dead zone where there isn't a current or a wind that can disperse it. Mm-hmm. And supposedly, there's these large masses of just floating artificial islands full of plastic. It sounds a little unpleasant, doesn't it? Yeah. Now, uh, today's theme, uh, or this year's theme for Earth Day is Save the Species. And the reason why they are doing that is because since the first Earth Day was celebrated in 1970, there's been a documented loss of 40% of the world's wild animal population. So 40% of the species have disappeared since 1970. And those figures actually are, uh, they're a little uh, disheartening. Yeah, Um, that's shocking. 40% of the species on Earth? Yeah, in fact, (laughs) I have some facts for you, which which are a little astonishing as I went through this. 40% of the world's 11,000 bird species are in decline. Animal populations in freshwater ecosystems have plummeted by 75% since 1970. You probably have heard, undoubtedly, uh, if you're a fishing fan, and I I just never have been. I I don't make any judgment on fishing. It's just kind of like, oh, you're going to sit in a boat and dangle a line over the side. I'd rather be taking a nap. But that's just me. But, uh, yeah, it's more and more difficult now to even catch fish because those uh, ecosystems have plummeted by 70%. Uh, Insect populations have declined by 75% in the world. About a quarter of the world's coral reefs have already been damaged beyond repair, and 75% of the world's coral reefs are at risk from local and global stresses. It's estimated that humans have impacted 83% of the Earth's land surface, which has affected many ecosystems as well as the range in which specific species of wildlife used to exist. So, you know, these are some pretty shocking figures. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, I tend to take a a more jaundiced view of things. I'm sure you're like me a little bit, Adam. You sometimes hear the news and you're like, oh, yeah, or whatever, or made-up holiday or whatever you hear. But Earth Day is a very real thing because we really are in a situation, no matter where your politics lie, your practicality has to lie, that we are being very, very hard on the earth that we live in, and we kind of need the earth to survive. I would agree with that. Yeah, we do need the earth to survive. It's kind of an important Um, thing. It's mandatory, not optional. Yeah. There's some great quotes, by the way, uh, from a number of luminaries about Earth Day, and one of them is attributed to Native Americans. We do not inherit the earth from our ancestors. We borrow it from our children. And you know... As you said, hey, I want to engage my daughter. She's 16. You know that for any pressing social issue or worry about Earth Day or, you know, our Earth and the environment, you probably are thinking in terms, I know I always do with my children and grandchildren, hey, we're leaving perhaps a jaundiced legacy for them. 
And we really have to try to be as good as stewards as possible because we're going to pass along all these problems long after we've passed. So I, I, that hits me pretty hard sometimes. Yeah, you don't want to be the generation that uh, ruined it for everybody else. This is uh, from Bill Vaughn. Suburbia is where the developer bulldozes out the trees, then names the streets after them. <laughs> Which is not bad, is it? That's kind of true. That's a good one. And then uh, I'll leave you with this one from Thomas Alva Edison, perhaps the most famous inventor of all time. Until a man duplicates a blade of grass, nature can laugh at his so-called scientific knowledge. Remedies from chemicals will never stand in favorable comparison with the products of nature, the living cell of a plant, the final result of the rays of the sun, the mother of all life. And that was Thomas Edison, who was a great inventor and a man of science. He said, Let's say, let's face it, it all comes back down to Earth. He was a, a smart guy. I've heard of him. Uh, to call back to your uh, statistic still that's just bouncing around in my head, 20 million people at the first Earth Day celebration in 1970. And you think about that number and the lack of communication, the lack of social media. How did they get word out? How did they tell their friends, hey, we're having a a movement, if you will, uh, a social movement. If you want to join us, we're, we're going to the, the Capitol uh, to, to support Mother Earth. We're going to call it Earth Day. I, I just can't believe 20 million people showed up to that in 1970. And there were enough people in New York City to actually stop traffic. They didn't do it in a malicious way. It's because, no, there's 20,000 people standing around in a square taking up space. But it does show you how polarizing and um, – you know, sort of how directive this is. This has struck a good chord with people. And that's what I said. Okay. This directly comes from the hippies, which yeah. you almost have to chuckle about because some of their idealism was way too ideal. Okay. It was idyllic. So, okay. So it was 20,000. Well, no, 20 million. It was 20 million. 20 million, yes. And then okay. it's expanded outward. Apparently, it just started here in America, but it has expanded, as, as I told you, to Canada and now over 172 countries. So, yes, the figure has gone from the initial 20 million, which surprised everyone. Nobody thought that even 20 million people would be engaged with Earth Day, but it turned out to be 20 million, and it's expanded now to 500 million people in 174 countries around the world. That is unbelievable. I think it is unbelievable. And that's what I was saying about these facts and figures on Earth Day. And also, when you think about something like the EPA, which we all know is directly involved with making sure that the air and the water and everything around us is enough to support human habitation, that wasn't even founded until the 1970s, and it has a $6 billion budget. And yes, you could probably say as a government agency, are they 100% efficient? Perhaps not. But just the simple fact that they're there and they actually care about what goes on in your life, yeah. I think is pretty impressive. But I am a huge student of history, and I guess I would use the word amazed that there wasn't an agency that literally said, hey, let's kind of watch this because water, yeah. pretty important. You're going to need to have a drink of water later. If you think about the Industrial Revolution and all of the uh, industry and manufacturing and power plants in the in the 1800s in America, I, it's hard to believe that there wasn't some sort of government oversight until 1970 to start looking at who's putting what in the water <laughs> or the soil or a landfill. 
Uh, that is truly amazing. Absolutely. Well, I think it's super interesting, too. When you look at what the original intent was with creating the EPA, they asked for national air quality standards and stringent guidelines to lower motor vehicle emissions. Prior to that, they kind of were like, well, yeah, there's cars, but what impact are they having? They say nowadays that there's a lot of leftover lead from the era in which we had leaded car fuels that very busy stretches of the interstate, the area immediately adjacent to the asphalt is actually highly toxic just from the lead in gasoline. So I never want to be one of those guys, you know, let's all go crazy over an isolated fact. But if you do, if you care about your own health, you care about the health of others, that's pretty alarming. And in Mm -hmm. fact, it was the EPA that actually uh, set about, uh, they actually set about putting uh, a, a, a tax against leaded fuels to force the auto industry into using unleaded fuels because they knew that lead in car fuel and lead in paint was leading to some serious environmental hazards. <laughs> and we chuckle now, you know, but you can imagine, hey, lead paint, sure, paint the crib. Yeah. And hey, you, lead, lead, lead car fuel, sure. And when, when like my kids go to the gas station and they get unleaded fuel, like they, they don't know what leaded fuel no. ever, ever was or if yeah. it existed. It's just an unleaded, uh, every option's unleaded, really. Right. But this is a phenomena that has occurred just over the past 40-some-odd years, and some of our older listeners will remember vividly uh, their first unleaded fuel situation because that was considered, wow, this is kind of a novelty when it first happened. Well, I'll be celebrating Earth Day this uh, April 22nd, uh, burning off Easter candy as I go out in my backyard and clean up sticks and maybe cut the grass for the first time this season. Uh, Jay Baker, thank you so much for coming on with your Earth Day report. Uh, Thanks again to GameStop for all your hard work in making the planet a better place. And WOLD, thank you so much for jumping on board with us. This is The Adam Ritz Show. You can learn more at adamritzshow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.